right around me. Look around, get some tired. I turn it on, I make it rowdy. You carry on, but I'm not hiding. You grab me hard, cause you know what you found. This biscuit's is
Five's enough. Do you think five is enough?
Alright, we live? off and then also blend it and make that into a nice a nice little stew and then I put the ball ice cubes in the in the penis in the penis drink and then I drink it. You think I, you don't think I could do that? You you don't think I have the potential? If that's what you're saying, you just you just all you, you just have to say it. You just have to say it if that's what you think about me. If that's if that's really what you if that's really how you feel, if you really don't believe in me, that's all you have to say. Cause I, I, I think there's gonna be a lot of people that think that I'm not about it. And that's that's simply not true. Cause I am about it. And I've been about it, and I always will be about it. What is it? You may ask. If you have to ask, then you don't need to know. There's a lot you think you know about, but you don't know anything about what it is or if, if it even is in the first place, okay? Now, this is going to sound a little insane, probably. I, 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 I get that what I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you is a little bit deranged, I think. I think what I've come to learn is that People will listen to you if it's at least interesting. Not if it means anything. Okay, it just has to be fucking, fucking interesting. Fucking neat. The way, I don't like the way you're looking at me. I don't really like. I don't really like that. Hmm? Can I have you look? I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Do you like it? 
Do you do you like people looking at you? Let me let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Can I can I ask you something? Can I can I ask you a really simple question? You know what? No, fuck it. As I was saying, there's a lot you think you know about, <clears throat> but you don't know anything about what it is, or if it even is, if it's even about what it is in the first place. Think about it. All right, so are you thinking about it? First question. Second question, is it what it is? Is it actually what it is when you, when you really put your mind to it and think about it? Is it what it is after all, in the end, ultimately, does it have to be what it is? It's what I'm trying to say. What it is and not what it is not. Okay? I once... Let me tell you a story. I once dreamt a dream of of what it was, okay? But twas but a dream. Wake up. What about aliens and uh, UFOs? They come from space too, you know? Sounds like a bunch of mumbo-jumbo trash to me. Alright, ladies, I, I know... I know you want to talk about, like, what's out there, and, and you don't want... You want to cut the small talk, but let's just skip straight to the, the things that matter when you first meet someone. Let's, let's talk about whether they believe in aliens. Let's... Let's talk about... Let's talk about... On our first date, let's talk about whether uh, weed is good for society as a whole. Let's talk about the implications. Of spending tremendous amounts of time listening to narcissists talk on the internet via podcast. Let's talk about your favorite podcast. 
Let's talk about true crime. Okay, let's skip the small talk. Let's talk about Epstein. <laughs> let's, let's talk about Chris Tucker. Okay. Rush Hour 2. Think about it. How about you make like a tree and get the fuck out of here, dude. to Los Angeles. I'm here with you right now. And that's all I'll ever be. Scene of the crime of the century. Where do you think you're speaking to me right now? Hmm? Even even if you're even if you need help walking around with your with your little hands full, right? Your friend is right here to help you. Okay. Hold your hands full right here. Take a look at your hands right now because um, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Because I'm definitely seeing. Do you see it? Do you see it yet? Get 
get this motherfucking dragon out of Fucking, hey, hey, fucking wise guy, hey. How to train your dragon more like how to get that fucking dragon out of Hey, fuck this guy, hey, fucking jack off, fuck me. Baddragon.com. Look at it. That's where, that's where I got this. <laughs> where, where do you think I got this? <laughs> Fucking bad dragon, baby. Think about this. You know the dragon from... Uh, Shrek? Well... This is her now. Feel old yet? Do you feel old yet? Oh man, I can't keep it up. I can't, I can't do this. I can't keep up the, uh... I'm struggling. You think you're so cool. Cause you make big like it's nobody else's business. But you don't realize how that makes the rest of us feel when you when you when you do things like that. But I'm with you, brother. It's you and me against the world. You and me against the world. Um, uh, it's, it's nobody's business, okay? It's just you and me against the rest of them, all right? They're out to get us. And, and, and we'll hit them so hard, they, they won't even know about it, probably. Um, please, please do not get on that plane. I know you might not know what that means right now, um, but if you're listening right now, please do not get on that plane. Do not get in that car. Okay? That's all I'm going to say. Don't, don't. It, it'd be really nice to get to know you, you know, before you go, but, like, I understand if, if, uh, if you're just not, you're just not ready. It, it would be really nice to, to understand you before, before you leave.
I can't stop, 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 stop. I can't stop, 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 stop. I can't stop, I can't stop, I can't stop, I can't stop, I My cock, it's like my cock is glowing. It's like I, it, oh man, what what kind of STD is that? Wow, is that that must <laughs> that must be monkeypox? Oh, this thing. Yeah, that's that's radioactive monkeypox. Funny. DJ, turn it up, 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 DJ, turn it up, 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 DJ, turn it up, 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 DJ, turn it up, 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 You better figure it out, bud. You better get it to fucking together. Because guess what, sport? When you're 18, you're out of here. When you're 21, you're out of here. You're fucking out of here. When you're 25, you're fucking out of here. Get a rental car and you're fucking out of here when you're 25, you motherfucker. <sighs> when you're 21, I'm going to buy you a drink and you're fucking out of here, kid. Ooh, ooh it's going to hit you. When you're 26, kid, you're fucking out of here off my motherfucking insurance plan. Yeah. You're fucking dead, kid. You turn 26. You're off my plan. And you're gonna eat shit. <laughs> you're gonna eat the fucking shit, brother. Ooh, you're gonna roll the windows down. And you're gonna fucking cruise out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, when you turn 18, kid. 
You're gonna fucking register the vote, but not before you register. <coughs> to serve your country. And who are you gonna regret it? Who are you gonna learn? You are gonna learn what it means. When you're there, you are out of there. Lights out, sport. It's bedtime, pal. You're done, kid. You got spunk, kid. You got spunk. You're full of spunk, kid. My cum inside you, kid. You're full of it. We're all going to grow up someday. We're going to grow up someday. And when that day comes, you'll understand how it will be to feel when you're, when you're older. Finally. I was a young man once, and that man was Albert Einstein. Big booty bitches on my dick so hard, need a back rub. Dick so hard, call that rug burn. Yeah. I play sex with a pussy, call me sex player. Hey, she puts that pussy on my head. Now that's a brainiac. <laughs> let me let me take this again. I, like, I, I wrote, I thought really hard about uh, ha, 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 Big booty bitches on my dick <laughs> They say dick so hard need a back rub Dick so hard, she called that rug burn Oh I play sex with a pussy, she called me sex player She put the pussy on my head, now that's a brainiac now that's a brainiac. Now that's now that's mega mind. 
let me ask, let me ask you a question real quick. Um, <laughs> oh, 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 not in my dictionary. Now that's an almanac. Yeah. <laughs> Eat my ass like a dragon, ass dragon. Dragon ass like it's her job. That's a job. Sex work, it's a job. Call that sex? Sex job. I give her a sex job. She call me sex job. I blow her mind. She call me sex bomb. Spaghetti, pa ba ba. She feels my pino. Call her feel a pino. She has sex with Filipinos. Call her Filipino fucker. She has sex with Filipinos. Call her Carlson Tucker. She has sex with Filipinos. Call that penis sucker. Do not fucking move. Do not fucking do not do not do not fucking move. Do not move. So fucking close. Don't worry, we're, we're moving along. We're moving along. We're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, wake up, honey. It's happening again. Wake up, honey. Uh, you... You personally... You personally will uh, never escape. And that's just... That's just, uh, that's just the reality of it. And if you, are you going to accept that or not? See, you think you don't have free choice, but you can choose, you can, you can choose to accept that your fate is predetermined. And that is, that is the nicest uh, this is forever probably but uh, how would you know if you never even knew how it was supposed to be in the first place That's what never made sense to someone sensible like myself. The idea that you could think about for a while and, and still and still feel as if you know more about it uh, than the average man. It, it goes around for 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 ages and ages and, and and ages, and you still end up in the hole. Ask any man or woman on the street, but nobody in between. <laughs> and he slash she will tell you 
the truth about what it really means to live long enough to be big and old um, in this day and age when all you think about is gay this, gay that, gay, 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 sex, 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 blowjob here, blowjob there, transsexuals in the corner, in the corner of my room, on my bed, gay blowjob, straight blowjob, over and over and over, big cums for everyone, and for what? Big cums for what? This isn't a gay thing, if that's what you're thinking. This isn't this isn't one of those 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 gay This isn't one of those gay episodes. That's what I fucking thought. Honestly. And and it's what you're thinking now. And you cannot stop. It's too late. Alright, let's let's get this going. Let's move this along. You will have the ceremony and you will birth the things necessary for life and you will drive the wheels of life, turning the pages and flipping the burgers of life for all eternity, the life you once knew, the life you dreamt about, the life you deserve if you follow the rules, the life you earned, the life you drew on paper and folded into a cute little animal and gave to your crush, but she doesn't realize your life is in there. And you're all like, whoa, dude, cool it with the anti-semantic remarks already. Sheesh. Think of the hose. What would the hose think of this? Of, of your behavior. Hoover, the lean. What would the hose be thinking? I, I think that, that you should always be asking that question is what how would the hose respond and I hope I hope you're listening right now I hope I hope I hope you're out there listening right now because what I'm about to say I've never said to anyone else okay We always knew something was up between us. The moment you heard me say the thing you thought and, and realized that other people have brains. But unfortunately, they mean nothing in that silly world you call a life. You listen and listen and watch and learn and breathe and, and find Don and you look at me with those eyes and you think, wow, now this is something I can finally get around to eventually if I just apply myself for once in my life. You set the alarm and you're on your way only to find that you never noticed the big goof in front of you all along, making odds and ends, just pleasing the soul as God wills it to be. It turns out it was you on the table bleeding, heaving, shaking, screaming. Your dad is pushing and shoving and yelling, wake up, wake up, wake up. Wake up, 
wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? Please stop. Wake up. What are you doing? 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 What is that? What is that in your hand? What are you doing? What is that? What is that? What are you doing? Stop! And you're in the pit, the literal pit. They're throwing up on you, all of them standing around, looking down at you, vomiting. You're in the metaphorical pit. You're slamming your head on the carpet over and over. You can't get up. It hurts, but the pain is meaningless or it will be soon. The tears are hot. Your brain is hot. Your chest your lungs are burning, melting, erupting, flowing out of you. The neighbors are listening. They can hear you. They're calling for help. You need to be quiet so that they don't come to the door. So they don't knock the door down and take you away. Take you away. Take you away to a place where you belong. <coughs> They're just worried. It's nothing personal. But personally, I wouldn't worry myself with trivial personal worries about the worrisome personalities. The manifesto is plagiarized, merely a symbol, a kind gesture, a courtesy. Two weeks' notice. It is the amalgamation of every thought you deemed even remotely insightful, anything that bared the slightest resemblance to reason or purpose. You grow and you grow and you grow, and obviously you got to put it somewhere before you explode before he shakes you in the Ford Focus, the Toyota Prius, the Hyundai Sonata, the Honda Accord. Before the long ride home, slamming the wheel, flooring the pedal, only to end up lifeless on a 20-year-old couch that was blue when you bought it, but I've only ever seen it as green. To keep the garbage in the house for so, so long. To let it rot and drag itself around, wallowing in filth, the grime, the stench, the complete and utter waste, dripping from every corner, every crack, every crack in the tiles, the stench wafting through the vents into your nose. Under the cover of darkness, Dutch oven, voluntarily and purposefully, all-knowingly, you simply sleep in a different bed. Most things are good enough after all. Does it feel like slam poetry? When you take your hand and you put it where you always imagined a hand would go and a hand no a hand goo. No, a hand goo. And a hand goo is only as good as the hand that holds the goo, hence the name hand goo. A goo for the hand, so to speak, if you will. Now picture this, my hand, your goo, concealed. We drop in, do the big one, once and for all. Die hard or die trying. 
Put on the suit, Gavin. Dance, 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 Gavin. Are you not relaxed? Are you not tingling? What most people need is a good cerebral Joe Rogan high, and you're only going to get that from a good salubrious sativa plant. Like the kind your your mom your yom your mom used to make in the garden, but only to show off to the neighbors before she could burn it up in a big old billowing cloud of weed smoke for the fire department. Take that guy society, she says, shooting Chuck and Larry with stepfather's government subsidized limited edition Cabela's standard issue M4A1 carbine assault rifle with red dot sight. Plus silence, grenade launcher, 10th prestige, brigadier general. The hottest firemen in the entire district launch a counterattack, which effectively reduces your mother to smithereens, as they say. <laughs> Smither smitherums. Smitherium. Smitherpeens. Mr. Beans. Reduce your mother to Mr. Beans. How could a mind possibly work when you allow it to roam free within the confines of the English language at a pseudo-intellectual 16th grade level? How is it supposed to write material for a show where spoken word is virtually meaningless to anyone but the speaker speaking the words being spoken without any regard for the listener or human life in general. This was always meant for someone who isn't you, unfortunately. It was never about you, and apparently it was never about me either. And when it's all said and done, you'll ask yourself, Who did be framing Roger Rabbit? Among us framed Roger Rabbit. Who do you think? Who do you, who could it be? I have an idea. I have a sneaking suspicion of who who might have done it. And I will tell you, it's all right here. <sighs> I had a friend who I went to day hospital with. Uh, back in like high school, who ended up developing schizophrenia. Uh, but he mostly just spent his teens being depressed and smoking weed and listening to Kid Cudi and doing hand stuff with girls like me. 
thought maybe we were both just destined to be degenerates or slackers or something. I remember he would lie down under the chairs in the waiting room, like 8 a.m., just chilling, staring up at the seats. And our shared therapist would be standing there just talking with him casually or maybe trying to de-escalate him. I could never quite tell. But I would just check in as usual and never thought much about it. Just boys being boys. So what I'm about to do is, is read this thing. And you have to determine... Um, why, what? And, and all you have to do is ask yourself... Uh, Hello. What? And then seemingly he'd come back around to the therapeutic group milieu pretty quickly, acting pretty jovial and charismatic around the FUCK! Around the other kids. Oh! A real goofy dude. A real goofy, a real goofy dude. I seemed to connect with him the most out of everyone else there. I kind of felt like we were both more angsty than genuinely depressed or suicidal, but still generally enjoying our lives to some degree between the dark times. Whereas many kids there were definitely much sicker and hardly able to connect with the world around them. I thought David was more in tune than anyone, weirdly enough, just based on my idea of unstable cool when I was 17. Things were a lot funnier to Dave, and I, was, and I always envied him for that. We had to fill in, we had to fill out these, like, action plan forms for if, when we felt like we were approaching crisis or feeling triggered. And one time Dave wrote jerk off <laughs> in his list of potential coping skills uh, to be used in the event of an emergency. And uh, the fat bearded chud redditor in a sweater vest gave it back to him and he was like, well, yes, while that's, like, totally a valid intervention or distraction or whatever, uh, we have to send these to the insurance companies and they're going to think that nobody is taking this seriously or something like that and made Dave pick another thing. So insurance apparently will not reimburse a program that tolerates masturbation as a form of self-care. Very funny. Uh, I'd been in and out of the program a few times over the course of two years or whatever and got and got too comfortable at both the inpatient and outpatient hospitals as a regular. I was at, it was at a point where a therapist would have me lead parts of the bi-weekly group sessions because I was so familiar with the, the rhythm and the, the, the process of what group therapy is, at least you know, for adolescents. Um, I don't know what the real intent was with that. I always thought it was something about closing the loop of peer-to-peer -peer support, removing the professional patient dynamic while maintaining a professional environment. Or maybe he just thought it would be therapeutic for me to feel like I was contributing to something, like I was, like it was good for my self-esteem and give me some sense of responsibility to to, to spread a message or to help people process their own lives. To help people reflect 
on their life choices. Someone thought it was Tony Stark with these glasses on. What do you guys think? Someone thought I dressed as Tony Stark in, uh, in not in Iron Man attire, just. <laughs> Who are you, Robert Downey Jr.? To make it feel like I learned something from it all, to show myself that I've grown or at least become able to put most of the past into perspective and share it with someone else, that, w that it was somehow worth having gone through. I liked having Dave in those groups. I couldn't connect with anyone else there and I couldn't feel comfortable sharing in the kind of group that clearly had so much, so had much more severe problems than mother, son, and meshman and like teen heartbreak. I remember some kids just said he saw and heard the number two everywhere. He was a schizophrenic child who just saw the number two. I don't know if it was two or some other number, but he just saw a number everywhere. And like that movie with Jim Carrey about Michael Jordan, it's called 23. He sees Michael Jordan everywhere and he also sees the number 23. Very, very good. Very, one of his best comedies, Jim Carrey. <clears throat> and uh, the kid who saw the number two everywhere, he, he certainly looked like that was true. He certainly looked like he saw the number two everywhere. Um, just kind of this bewildered look. And, uh, and also there was a white girl on lithium, I remember, who was there quite frequently, and she always had this similar look of bewilderment in her eye, but with an edge of impulsivity. And I always felt that way about people who take lithium. I know that sounds biased. It, it, I know it sounds like, uh, between, between being a patient, working as the professional, and, and... Uh, and, and from my own family members who are on lithium, they all share this, uh, there's just this like twinkle in their eye that, that, that lithium takers have. And it's something very special. It's something very, that it's something that I think about a lot and something that I notice right away is that, um, there's just a little sparkle. Now, I, and I know you might think, well, maybe that's just because they're bipolar, because they're, you know, they have a very severe mental illness that needs the treatment of lithium, and that's, surely, that's a little bit true. But I've met people who are severely ill and not taking lithium, they're taking something else, that they kind of like that. There, there's this weird, it's like dull, like it's almost like their eyes have glazed over and there's something deeper that you can see once their eyes just kind of, you know, you can, I feel like you can really see into their, into their souls. And I feel like they look through you when, when they're on lithium. It's really interesting. I don't know. I, I just, I just highly encourage, you know, if you, if you meet someone who takes lithium, um, look them straight in the eye and, and just like gaze, gaze into their eyes for a while. There's something, there's something really strange there. In a good way. Or take lithium yourself and then just look in the mirror for a while. I think you'll, I think you'll sense it. 
Uh, also, there was some big kid who like killed his little sister or something accidentally, and he was in our he was in our adolescent group. And it, it's like weird to have him in a group because it's like, who the fuck relates to that? Who the f how the fuck is a group dynamic gonna help you process having killed your own fucking sister? Where I was I was just depressed. I was just like, ah, my mom hates me and I'm sad. And this guy's like, I, I killed my sister. I killed my sister. Fucking. Should have killed yourself too, brother. And I, I remember I, I used to try to be. I used to try so hard to have something to say in response to these people because I always felt. You know, I, I felt it was more isolating to, to, to be in a group and to share and pour your heart out and then have absolutely zero feedback or support from, from anyone. Um, but sometimes these situations were just so strange and uniquely unfamiliar that nobody could relate or even feel like they should try to openly relate. And so it was the fact that we were all also broken kids who could hardly process their own lives. Um, but it feels so weird to think I used to be that guy that used to be the most committed to the bit, but in a very earnest, genuine way. I tried so hard uh, for no good reason. I tried to help. I used to. I used to try really hard to help people. Is what I'm saying. I'm saying. I'm saying. I used to be a nice person. Okay. And that's 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 the credit I'm giving myself. Is that I think I used to try to make an impact, and um, I I have a sneaking suspicion that. I don't know. I have a feeling a lot of those people from, from group therapy are dead now. I have a sneaking suspicion that 10 years ago, people from my group 10 years ago are now dead. I don't know that, but uh, their, their Facebook pages aren't memorialized, I don't think. I haven't, I haven't checked, but... Anyway, Dave, Dave and I ended up getting through the rest of high school and going off to college. We both stayed in touch with our adolescent therapist as a sort of light mentorship, and I had heard he was doing really well in school, super active with his music and a bunch of extracurriculars, very sociable and bright. He seemed to have really found himself in all that. I remember meeting with him and our therapist just to hang out and catch up sometime toward the end of college or maybe soon after graduating. He was cheery and generally stable from what I could see, but he proceeded to tell us about this very unhinged story about how he met a girl who lived in another state, I don't remember how, and basically he flew out to her unannounced, unprompted, without telling her, without agreeing that he would be doing that, and he showed up at her fucking job, um, like trying to be romantic and shit, but unfortunately... Uh, the girl was not as neurotic or as romantic as he was and called the police on him. Uh, and he was arrested or something and he, you know, flew home and nothing, nothing bigger than that apparently. It wasn't, it wasn't, it didn't, it wasn't a huge deal apparently. Um, 
And I remember thinking that was kind of a wild story at the time, uh, but it, it didn't seem to warrant any major intervention considering everything else that seemed to be relatively stable and, and successful in his life, at least as far as I knew. Um, but the problem was just, you know, this girl, I think, uh, that could have been, that could have been a good turn for him if, if he had just picked the right mentally ill girl to, to do that to. You know, if you just found the right person who would have accepted, uh, a, a mostly a stranger flying out to, to meet you at your, your job. Someone, someone would be like, oh my God, that's chivalry. But this that was not the that wasn't that wasn't the case. This could have been a happily ever after story. Your red flags. Let, let's 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 put this out there. One man's red flags are another man's most valuable traits. Okay? What you think is a red flag may be the sexiest thing about a person to everyone else. And in a way, that becomes your red flag. Red flags are all relative. They are not, they are not standardized. And a lot of you are mentally ill. You're unwell to, from the perspective of the general population. You are a red flag. But some people are very good at finding the kind of people that will accept your very niche flags, you know, and see them as beautiful, okay? And those people are also retarded. You need someone with Down syndrome in your life to unconditionally love you like a dog. I think everyone needs one Down Syndrome person in their life. You know? Kind of like a, like, a like a therapy dog. Have a therapy Down Syndrome boy. Or girl. Whatever. Have a trans Downs person. Not trans in the sexual gender sense, but in the, uh, that they transitioned to having Down syndrome. They used to, they used to be autistic and now they've transitioned to Downs. But I digress. SOTM, Teebs, Sodom Teebs. Another year or so passes, he finished school. I start seeing all this shit on Facebook that he's tagged in. Old classmates sharing screenshots of DMs that Dave was sending to them um, in which he was saying the most random hateful shit 
uh, and just generally harassing people for no apparent reason. Uh, he was just straight up calling them, like, gross, scum. He was saying, fuck you, bitch, please. And then saying, please unadd me, block me. So he was, like, antagonizing people and then also telling them to block him. Um, really dumb, but kind of funny. Kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Uh, and every post had a bunch of likes and huge threads all talking about how much of a bitch-ass asshole David always been and that he should be arrested. And they were actively on Facebook via Facebook thread, comment thread, uh, they were coordinating ways to pool together all the screenshots and evidence and submit it to the police. Um, because Dave was apparently doing this to a shit ton of girls, just blasting out messages to a bunch of randoms um, that he had added on Facebook that he knew from college. Um, and maybe just also randoms. And at the local, I don't know. It seemed like mostly like college people. And um, I don't know much about Dave's life at school. I don't know if he was really that problematic leading up to this, and I, I don't think he was. Okay, I don't. I don't think he graduated having had that that amount of of hate surrounding him. I think he would have gotten in trouble with someone a lot sooner if that was how he always was. Okay, um, and so it's gonna sound like I'm defending him, and I am. And it's only because, uh, well, this got me really mad. I got really mad seeing this uh, being blown up on Facebook. I was mad to see it unfold on Facebook, and I was mad to have found out about it via Facebook. Um, it's, it's almost worse than finding out, like, your friend died by, by seeing a bunch of, like, rest in peace posts on their wall. It's, uh, it's to see that your friend is going through a, a huge behavioral health crisis and, uh, people are, it's, 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 it's extremely engaging. It's the top of everyone's feed when that happens is that there's someone who needs a lot of help. And that's good in some ways, um, but the way it unfolded in this case was... Uh, there were some people who clearly recognized that like he was not... You know, like they, that knew who he was, were close to him, and realized like he would... Why would he do this? Like, there's no... Like, he's never done... He's never spoken like this. He's never acted like this. And, um, it's, you know, and they, they probably knew him more closely than they understood that it was completely unlike him. And, but everyone else, aside from those few people, had this extremely, like, violent, malicious, um, reaction to it. As if they wanted to, uh, drag him out on the street and, and, like, lynch him, you know? They want, they wanted to kill him. You know, perhaps tar and feather the man, because he, he sent some, some, like, almost, like, comically aggressive, I, I, I don't have him on me right now, but it was, like, it, it almost seemed like a bit, 
and I think the, it's just that the, the people he targeted, it seemed, uh, were also retarded. I, I think the people he, he messaged were retarded. Um, they're the kind of people that, uh, you know, that watch Big Bang Theory. They're the kind of people that, that, that watch Big Bang Theory unironically and, and enjoy it. And perhaps even quote it. Um, or, 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 uh, people that work, uh, at vape shops. Girl, girls that like cars. Car, girls, it's not girls that like cars, it's more like girls that like guys with nice cars. It's not girls with, with a nice souped up car. It, it includes some of them, but I, I feel like girls who, who soup up their own cars are like a step above girls who just like car guys. I, I don't know, I appreciate... They're still not my type. They're, and, then, and then above that is uh, uh, biker girls. I think it's, it goes like girls who... who um, not girls who like, like riding or like guys with bikes, but girls who ride their own motorcycle and they're like a they're like badass and they have sick tattoos and, and they maybe are a bartender okay um, but they also vape they also have a huge vape vape is the great equalizer amongst this demographic and um, yeah those are the girls he targeted and so so it triggered a lot of their boyfriends that are in that circle, and they tend to be also uh, knuckleheads. They also tend to be generally retarded. Um, and so you have a bunch of those people defending their bays. And you have some white knights too. They just have some incels that came in, and they saw it as an opportunity to be like, oh, I, I love women, and let me, let me see if I can get some pussy off of this. Just so many dudes in the comments being like, wow, that's so awful. Like, if there's anything I can do for you, let me know. Like, I'll kick, I'll kick his fucking ass. Like, and um, it was already at a point where there was clearly there was this, this pattern of him doing this to a bunch of women. There's like no reason. And, and people just couldn't sit with it and be like, maybe there is something bigger happening here than we realize than just some asshole. I don't know. It's cause I can only say that because he didn't talk about my girl that way. He didn't message my girl, so you know. But if he did, I would have fucking killed the dude. Soap on a rope, bitch boy. Uh, swinging in a cell. Um, I think it's great that some people were able to recognize a problem, but it was completely unnecessary to publicize this dude's case and put him on complete blast in order to get him help. They were just there to shame the guy and get a little sympathy from their networks. I'm looking at the girls. Um, and this is not a me too, okay? I'm not saying this is like a, uh, everyone just hopped on the bandwagon because they wanted some attention. You know, they didn't fake a DM from Dave. But I, I certainly think that some of them shared their DMs unnecessarily 
you know, and, and everyone published it publicly instead of seeing what was happening and just connecting with the other girls. They they all made a point to share what was happening with their own giant networks of a thousand plus friends. So potentially, how many thousands of people seeing Dave be fucking unhinged for a day? It was literally like over the course of like two hours that he sent out these messages. And, um, and, those are, and those are still up, you know? Like you can still look up his name and like that's what comes up on, on, on Facebook. And I get, I get if they felt threatened, I get if they, need, they felt they needed to connect in the first place, they were like needed to share this with someone. And I think the initial reaction, that's fine. Because you need to see if something if this is happening, like you need support. But the way it, it unfolded afterwards was just like it just it, it just it just snowballed in a way that it never needed to never needed to happen. So it was the point of everyone's mutual networks were gang banging this dude in endless common threads. People who have no idea who he is or what he's like, what he's going through, and just telling him to rot, to fuck himself, to kill himself. Back when you could tell people to kill themselves on Facebook uh, over and over and over again. Uh, I'm not excusing the messages he sent by any means. They were clearly wrong, but the people really milking that shit for attention were just plain evil. And then they acted all proud and glad, you know, to see that once once he got the help he needed, uh, everyone realized the dude was just mentally unwell. Um, and it made me sick. It made me sick to see people be like, ah, oh, yeah, well... I'm just glad he's, I'm just glad he's okay, I'm just glad he's, he's, they were telling him to fucking kill himself, you know, because he sent, you know, because he, he sent a mean tweet, essentially, um, David was posting very erratically on his own wall, on his own Facebook wall, just very vague, grandiose walls of non-sequiturs about seemingly everything. He was hospitalized and was diagnosed with schizophrenia, uh, warranting the use of heavy-duty antipsychotics and mood stabilizers. He started receiving ongoing treatment and seemingly leveled out at a much lower level of functioning. Um, our old therapist mentor planned a meetup for the three of us, and I had since moved away to California um, for the express purpose of avoiding another winter and to distract myself from uh, killing myself. And I was home for a short while and decided to meet up with Dave and our therapist. And uh, Dave showed up looking about like 70 pounds heavier and greasy, sweat-stained, greasy, stained sweats and various crumbs stuck to his hoodie and also his face. And he spoke two miles an hour and gazed at people as if he were blind. And that's different from the lithium look. But, um, yeah, he, he, he seemed like he, he was looking, but he wasn't seeing, if that makes sense. The way, the way like a, like a little rabbit looks at you, or the way like a fish kind of looks, it looks like they're, they're looking, but they're not seeing. I don't know if that makes sense. Uh, we sat in the car, rock music, lock light, and stupendo. 
Uh, David is now 28 and lives with his parents uh, seemingly indefinitely. He runs a blog spot where he publishes essays related to various works. Uh, one series in particular that always tickled me was the Naruto character analysis. Scholarly thesis titles such as Nagato, Inner Pain and Justice. And I will be reading some excerpts from just to reel you in. Nagato, or better known by his alias of Pain, is probably the most badass character in the Naruto world. He's got piercings and gauges that... Hmm... Orochimaru, goodness, evil, and free will. Orochimaru is the notorious villain in Naruto, not Shippuden, in parentheses. Naruto fans can't forget his malevolent antagonism in the first part of the... Madara Uchiha, Power in the Self. To me, Madara represents the dark self that dwells in all of us, a lust for more power. I don't think humans, by our very nature, are driven. And many other non-Naruto-related pieces as well. He is still active on Facebook despite the fallout of his last breakdown. Most people blocked or unadded him. He regularly posts about... He regularly posts almost daily, seemingly. Uh, more recently, Naruto compilation videos or Itachi hype YouTube videos with no captions. Uh, he regularly reshares Facebook memories and videos of himself from years ago when he was supposedly healthy and functional and independent. Uh, playing piano or just being an upstanding young scholar. Adam song, Teeds. Uh, they're posts that nobody interacts with. It's like a personal blog, but what's especially interesting about it is that while he regularly, he regularly posts things, updates his profile pictures, and also shares rambling walls of text, he also frequently deletes a lot of things, seemingly at random. So the blog spot I looked at just 12 hours ago was completely different. Um, he has since replaced or deleted almost all the original posts with content that dates back months and months. So he seemingly puts it into the archive, he, he hides it or makes it private, and then he'll make it available again at random. Um, and I would guess that this cycle of posting and deleting and changing things on socials happens uh, quite frequently, and that's kind of what uh, it's exciting. It's exciting because you gotta you gotta keep checking it regularly because you might you might miss it. You gotta check it daily, maybe multiple times a day. It's it's actually a brilliant move. Okay. You might miss it. And uh, I haven't talked to David in a while, but I think of him often. Um, I do. That's I know. I, I, I do think of them a lot. And, and this is also what I think of when someone has an anime profile picture on literally anything. This is, uh, this is the story behind any anime profile pic. It is a schizophrenic man, serenely sedated, barely holding on to reality, grasping and clawing, uh, and effectively retarded. Uh, whether you're schizophrenic or not. 
that is what an anime profile picture means to me. And I sometimes wonder if he could have had a few extra years of normal, independent life if he hadn't smoked so much weed. Um, I figured the schizophrenia would have come out eventually, or maybe never at all, by some miracle, if he just didn't love Kid Cudi so much when his brain was still developing. Okay? And I, I only use Kid Cudi as the example because that's that's really he he glorified being fucking mentally ill and uh, and smoking weed about it and uh, don't know if you know this but that's wrong and I don't know if you know that about if you don't know this about Kid Cudi today but I I would argue he's more fucked up than he's ever been okay. And I, I'd like to think that he wouldn't be quite so fucked up if he didn't smoke so much weed. Okay? That's all. I think everyone has experienced some degree of uh, paranoid delusion whenever you've done drugs. I mean, depending on maybe you've never done... Maybe you've only ever done, like, coke or something. But even then, you can, you can get to a point where you're deluded, you know? you get paranoid. It's one of those things, with weed especially, it's one of those things you're supposed to convince yourself that everything is fine and it'll all go back to normal if you just, if you just relax, you know, if you just hang out and sober up, it'll, it'll you'll be fine. Um, but I think every time someone smokes weed or does any drug, you're, you're really, truly, you know, risking a lifetime of functionality and independence, whether it's something dramatic like behavioral impairment. I didn't more of this that well. I have to go to the second page now. Um, numb clams. Like or if you develop some kind of true like neurological behavioral impairment that prevents you from physically taking care of yourself, for example. Um, or even something mildly like you know something something mild like but fuck fuck what I don't know what the fuck I wrote this when I was high. I don't know if you can tell because it's it's I read this and I think holy shit. Weed does make you fucking retarded. And it scares me. But what's worse than developing a severe impairment, I think, is, is having something more insidious and ultimately more damaging to the people around you, like chronic depression, addiction, anger, and paranoia. That, that It's a slow burn, right? It's not, it's not you're schizophrenic at 28. Okay, it's, it's more like you, you are so neurotic, but not to the point that requires intervention. That you just, that you just isolate yourself and people, there's no one left to have any sympathy for you because they don't understand that it's, it's, it's you struggling. It's your, your manifestation of your mental illness is, is not bad enough to warrant um, sympathy or empathy. It doesn't qualify, right? 
And I think that's what weed does to a lot of people. Because it's such an acceptable drug. Okay? And I don't think it's beneficial to remove the stigma of weed. I'm not saying you should be arrested for it, but I don't think we're... I think we're encouraging drug use too much with, with weed. That's all. I'm not saying everyone's going to be schizophrenic, but uh, you are definitely more likely to trigger some underlying schizophrenia if you didn't know you had it, if you smoke a lot of weed. I have a cousin who, who smoked a lot of weed in college, and he had this like weird episode, and he was holed up in his dorm for, for, for months, and he, had, and he dropped out. And it's just because he smoked a lot of weed, and it's, 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 he was like 18. And uh, he's fine now, and nothing, and nothing ever came of it. You know, he never got, I don't think he got treated for like schizophrenia, he wasn't like diagnosed. He just, it was truly just like a weed-induced fucking uh, psychosis, okay? And he was lucky enough to escape it, but now he knows that, uh, he knows what that's fucking like. And uh, I don't know if he's scared straight, but he, I would imagine he doesn't smoke as much weed as he used to. I hope. That's a lie. No, I know he's, I know he, he smokes a lot now, but he's also like 24 now. Uh, I can hear the heartbreaking as one. Uh, I smoke weed once in a while to remind myself how close any of us are to insanity, the potential for any person to break at any moment, no matter what they have going for them. That all psychedelics do for me, for the most part, uh, that's, that's what psychedelics do for me, is that they bring me to the brink and back. They give me a taste of what someone's entire life can become and what the rest of my life could be someday, a perpetual state of broken. Uh, working in inpatient psych for chronic long-term patients really scared the fuck out of me. I'm not afraid of the patients themselves. In fact, being in that locked unit might be the most safe I've ever felt. I was scared of how much I related to them, the patients, how easily I recognized that then she'd glass holding me back from crossing into that world again. Uh, I was scared to be reminded of that potential to fall 40 hours per week. And then to go home and think about it and then dream about it. Um, and, and, and plan for it. I was anxious that I was, I was destined to um, to develop like a severe like psychosis and never, and never leave. And, and I still have moments where I'm like, am I still, am I just completely delusional right now? I don't know. There's a 40-something year old college professor who I took care of, who, who suddenly shut down. Um, but she was an esteemed, well-respected name in her field and at her university. And, uh, but I didn't know her that way. You just see them at their worst. And the nurses had to lure, lure her into the bathroom with a candy bar uh, to force her to take her monthly shower and uh, these are people that are reduced to ch to children for the rest of their lives 
Um, people reduced to silly little chores. People reduced to pay pigs. Okay? They're reduced to cash cows for the hospital to milk your insurance company is if you have a chronic mental illness. There shouldn't be a profit incentive to keep a mentally ill person mentally ill. Blah, blah, blah. This is just turning into, uh, uh, ooh, your mind is fragile. Ooh, you should value what you have. Ooh, you could die at any moment. Ooh, spooky psychosis. Ooh. Um, and like that moment where you walk out of the theater from the movie and you're like, wow, I'm ready to live my life. Secret life of Walter Mitty. Ooh, I'm ready. I'm, yes, man, Jim Carrey. Ooh, I'm going to... I'm gonna follow my dreams because I can I might I might be 40 and I can't fucking shower anymore because he did a little too much acid and now the table moves all the time you know, now everything moves all the time And now I smoke weed to write content because I find I I like I like how I think when I'm I feel on edge. I like I I, 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 I somewhat enjoy the feeling of it feels very real. It feels it feels more real. And I'm not saying it like I like weed because it makes me feel good. It does. It doesn't make me feel good. I I, I enjoy weed. I enjoy psychedelics because it makes me feel really bad, and it feels really like it just feels real. It it feels really like visceral to me. And and that and that my regular waking life is is a dream okay it feels dull and uh being on the verge of a, a feeling like there's impending doom is, is 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 nice to me i don't obviously in the moment enjoy it it's i'm panicking but there is something very refreshing about it that i now kind of have this perverse positive association with Slow death, slut. But maybe I should save myself the trouble and just plagiarize schizophrenic content from real schizos instead of appropriating their culture. Which is exactly what I'm doing. Appropriating mental illness and making a Halloween costume out of it. Uh, gentrifying behavioral health. That is the last 30, 40, 50 years is uh, behavioral health being a uh, heavily commodified in both aesthetic and also in concrete ways. Fruta e vid verdura, vidura. 
So shout out to Dave, my biggest inspiration of all. I know it sounds like I'm making fun of him, ultimately, but I truly do respect his struggle and still look to him for some kind of hope watching a video. If things turn around, we're both still young somehow. So things could, could turn around. I have a sneaking suspicion things will get much worse for me suddenly and unexpectedly, paranoid about the inevitable already, and I'd rather quit while I'm seemingly ahead. Same time, schluh. Vic's off the porch. The plum tree is blossoming, chartreuse. Get out the ghetto part two, snow day, Julia Brown. <clears throat> I leave you with David's most recent post. Um, please consider the following words the next time you see a homeless man or an anime profile picture. <sighs> Straightforward story about the bush through the window, below the building, in between the things where the people wander, knowing and unknowingly in the herds where the grass is greener than most places, yet still hurting where the food is on the way to the next place, which will take them to a better place yonder, 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 into unknown realms of hot fudge sauce and ice cream below the deck of where they used to live, by people who were so, so happy, unbeknownst to us all at the time, of course, because those were the days, those nights to us who decided for once in the grand scheme of disturbing the universe, which happens once every blue moon under the hyenas and the crowing toads, but who knew? Such a mind as fast and as paced and as refined couldn't catch this little glimpses of the departing plane taking off where the old men laughed about their fluids. Damn, what a dude. And then attached to that post is a, a video, a YouTube video titled Edo Tensei, Itachi and Nagato's First Appearance. Pagans, baby father. It is what it is. Good night. Good luck and good night. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck out there. The scariest person is yourself. Ooh, be afraid of yourself. Your own mind. Ooh, ooh. Do you trust it? Ooh. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Don't. Don't do it. Uh. That was kind of gay. I wasn't really feeling that one, huh? Uh. What do you think, Lux? Did you enjoy that? I didn't. 
feel like I rushed through that one. I didn't really make use of the cameras. And it's probably just because I want to play Call of Duty. Because I'm thinking about genuinely actually killing myself. And it's hard to joke about killing yourself when you actively want to do it. Right? Right, Lux?
the lesson the lesson is to kill yourself now while you're still able to kill yourself before you become so disabled that you can't do it yourself kill yourself now before it's too late that's all that's what I'm actually afraid of that to me is the scariest thing is to want to die and not be able to to be forever trapped in your flesh prison right so that's the real lesson is don't be afraid of yourself okay beat yourself to the punch beat your mind to the punch and kill yourself now.